Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Educated Spending. I'm your host, Katie Rourke, and I am joined this week by Shannon. And we talk about the stock market and different ways to begin to learn about stocks, how important it is to educate yourself, and some different ways to manage your risk. Okay, go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, so my name is Shannon Whitney. Um, right now, I am a senior accountant for a fertility center. Um, in the past, I've worked in corporate finance for an aerospace company. I've also done financial reporting for large hedge funds. Um, I used to be an auditor right out of college, and I audited a lot of insurance companies, healthcare companies, hospitals, not-for-profits. So um, I went to school for accounting. I have a bachelor's degree. I do not have my CPA yet, but I would definitely like to get that. Um, so even though I'm more the accounting side versus the finance side, because some schools you can major in finance versus accounting, mm -hmm. um, I do find finance to be very fascinating and I've gotten much more into it lately with my newly um, interest in the stock market and the class I've been taking this year. So I'm really excited to talk to you more about that. Yeah. So do you want to say, can you say the name of the class um, just in case people are interested and in maybe looking into it more after our conversation? So the class that I'm taking, it is a class that you pay for. It's okay. called tradeandtravel.com. So okay. it's literally trade, T-R-A-D-E-A-N-D-T-R-A-V-E-L.com. Mm -hmm. And this is, a, this is a class that is actually, um, all of the content is on a website called teachable.com, which is a super, super cool site because it kind of gives a platform for just like regular people like you and me to be able to create our own course and sell our own course if we have a skill that we believe is marketable and that could be of value to people. Um, so the instructor, her name is Terry Egioma, and she's really cool. Her, um, she's got social media, she's got LinkedIn, she's got Instagram, but I think her Instagram is probably her best platform. She, her handle is at T-E-R-I-I-J-E-O-M-A. She's got a very interesting last name, <laughs> Terry Egioma. Yeah. I believe it's um, Nigerian descent. Um, okay. She's really interesting. I first heard about her listening to podcasts myself. So mm -hmm. I listened to a lot of random podcasts. One of them is called Side Hustle Nation. And it's this guy and he just interviews a bunch of people that have interesting and unique side hustles. Some of them aren't even side hustles anymore. Some of them became so successful that they were able to quit their regular nine to fives or whatever they were doing and do their side hustles as their full-time business. Mm -hmm. um, but then I talked to my husband about it in August and I took the plunge and it's been really exciting. It's been really great. And it's actually, it's funny because I've been out of school for years now and now it's like weird to have to like get in the habit of like <laughs> watching videos and studying and um but it's been fun because it's been a topic that I feel like is my choosing where sometimes when you're in college you know part of the curriculum you have to take classes you don't care about but this is something that I very specifically chose so it's been really great and I do feel like people who want to learn more about the stock market the best way is to take a course paid or free I know there's probably a lot of free content especially YouTube the mm -hmm. amount of free content on YouTube is amazing. And a lot of the concepts that I'm learning this class aren't, they aren't reinventing the wheel. These are concepts that have literally been around since the history of the stock market. Like these are some tricks that have probably been used in the early 1900s. It's just 
different now because now you're you're using you're looking at stock charts of current companies companies that didn't exist at the time but a lot of the mm -hmm. ways that you read stock charts hasn't changed and that's what's so amazing to me is that i think people don't realize that these um these skills aren't new it's mm -hmm. just but they are skills that you need to learn and it kind of it kind of reminds me how right now there's probably a lot of young people who download robin hood and then they just start trading a stock that seems popular and then they lose money and they get really discouraged and they probably either quit or um i and so when you look up robin hood right now like they're getting a lot of criticisms for their platform because mm -hmm. their platform is kind of like social media like if you make a trade it like gives you like confetti and emojis and so people are saying that they feel like the platform is kind of manipulating people into making bad decisions because it's like the more you trade, the more money Robinhood makes as a platform. So they don't charge you fees, but they get more money if the users on their site trade more and more and more. So okay. and there's that positive kind of, reinforcement. Yes, aspect. exactly. Yes. And I mean, if I just think of I don't know, not, let's just say 19 year old Shannon. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think like if I had taken like $500, put in the stock market, you buy like a share of Tesla. Cause you're like, wow, everyone loves Tesla right now. But Tesla's mm -hmm. so volatile that they're like, Elon Musk could tweet something dumb on Twitter <laughs> and then his stock will fall like 10% the next day. So like, if you don't know anything about the stock market and you see that you'll probably really panic at first and then like that's all the money you had you're in college all right. that money's gone so i think the best thing to do is to understand that as amazing as trading and investing is and how important it is it's it has to be taken seriously and you need to study and you need to practice that's why i practice in a simulator like I have mm -hmm. done some live trades, some successful ones, and I've also lost money like a dummy. And mm -hmm. I'm, you know, an experienced finance professional <laughs> over 10 years of experience and I still mm -hmm. make mistakes. It's just, it's human nature, it's human psychology, sort of unavoidable, um, but I'm still learning and I'm excited to see, you know, where this takes me. Yeah. And so before you took this course, um, you said you started in August, had you done anything? Did you know anything about the stock market? What was your experience? Um, I think I knew a lot of the basics. Like I, um, cause I worked for a public company. So okay. as an employee, they had what's called an ESPP, an employee stock purchase plan. So it's cool because you could like set aside a certain amount of money from each paycheck and they would automatically invest it in that company stock for you. And mm -hmm. you would get it like a 15% discount, which is amazing deal. So, so it was kind of like you almost couldn't really lose money on it because as it sat there in the account, like you're paying 15% less than the general public is on that stock. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did that. I was only at that company for three years. So like, you know, $30 a paycheck, it was nothing, but I mm -hmm. still was like, Hey, I'll do this. And it still amounted to be like at least $1,500 after like a year or so. And mm -hmm. like, that's pretty good. Um, so that was money that I, and then I ended up, um, I mean, their stocks fallen a lot since then, but since that company I worked at has been restructuring and they were laying people off when I left the company, I ended up just 
liquidating everything like okay here's a little bonus for myself um <laughs> so that was nice so that was the only trading i did and it wasn't even real active trading it was just kind of like part of working for the company so i knew what the stock market was i understood what publicly traded companies were i worked mm -hmm. for one mm -hmm. i did financial reporting that had to be reported publicly to the investors mm -hmm. but it was just like i had this assumption that trading the stock market investing was only for rich people like people who already had money are the only ones who invest that mm -hmm. was very much my assumption and i think there's been a major shift not just with robin hood but just with the pandemic i've noticed that a lot of people that lost their jobs that had nothing in savings they're just realizing like i don't have a backup plan what do i do if the worst case scenario happens because 2020 literally was most people's worst case scenarios right. that you never thought you would get to in life. And then here we go, it's happening to so many people. So, and I think the other thing too, is that even though the stock market crashed in March, when the shutdown started, it recovered, it recovered amazingly. And so many of these stocks and these different companies have hit all time highs mm -hmm. in the year 2020. So like that, has caused i noticed like a very large increase in the amount of students in the class that i'm taking because mm -hmm. people are seeing that despite being such a bad crazy year people are still making money and they're making money on wall street and it mm -hmm. and it's just nice to kind of take it back and say okay jeff bezos he owns amazon you know a lot of these billionaires they're making so much money because they're investing their money. Like their money isn't just sitting in accounts somewhere doing nothing. It's mm -hmm. growing and it's increasing in value. And I think it's important, especially to start thinking about it at a young age. Like imagine if you invest a, like $500 at age 20, like I'm 30 now, if I'd invested $500 <laughs> at age 20, like it would right. probably have grown quite a bit by now, but Unfortunately, I did not do that. So I'll just mm -hmm. have to start at 30 years old instead. Yeah. And I think that's something that people don't realize is putting money in a savings account, especially a savings account with like a, you know, 0.1% interest. Over time, you're actually losing money on that account because of the way that money works in terms of like the value of a dollar and how that changes from exactly. year to year. And I think this year more than ever i'm really understanding how little value the american dollar has the u.s dollar and mm -hmm. part of the problem is with the stimulus package that they had to come out with in order for the federal reserve to supply that stimulus they had to print more money mm -hmm. and the more and more money that the united states keeps printing the the lower of a value that our currency is going to be able to hold up against currencies in other countries. So mm -hmm. it's tough because I definitely, I was listening to some of your past episodes. I definitely think that when it comes to investing, it's really important to make sure that you have an emergency savings, that you have some money set away that yes, it's just sitting in a boring savings account with like mm -hmm. a 0.01% interest, but that needs to be money that you can readily access if you need to be able to make a mortgage payment because you lost your job like that's mm -hmm. what that money is for it's like the emergencies your car breaks down um you need to fix something in your house like medical bills like you really do need a decent 
amount of like emergency savings. And I think that money depends on everybody, but I really think you should aim for like between 1000 and like $8,000, depending on your lifestyle and what kind of expenses you have. A college kid emergency fund, realistically, I think if you got like anything above a thousand, you're probably pretty good. Yeah. Right. As your um, expenses and, and those things that could go wrong, uh, get higher, your emergency fund. Yes. Has to, has yes. To increase but I do that. feel like, and I think a lot of college kids don't really have emergency funds because they just, they're like, oh, I have money. I'm going to use it. Cause mm -hmm. I was, I was the same way. Like yeah. I took out student loans, which I'm still in pay and back now. <laughs> um, but like, I would take out a little bit more than mm -hmm. I needed for my bill. And then the schools would always reimburse it to me in a check. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I did spend that money wisely. Like I mostly used it on textbooks because if you have to shell out a grand for textbooks, right. I didn't have that kind of cash in my pocket, but then sometimes I would have extra money and I would use it for expenses. Like I was a commuter. So, mm -hmm. okay. If I'm using that money for gas to get to school, that's still a relevant educational expense. Mm -hmm. um, maybe some of it was spent on Starbucks, but Hey, sometimes I there. <laughs> I had night classes and need to stay focused. Yep. But I keep thinking to myself, I'm kicking myself because I'm like, man, if I had just invested like $200 or like just a little bit of some of that money that I'm paying back now, but like if that money had grown, it would have offset some of the burden that I have right now of paying it back. I just, I could totally wish I could go back in time. And I think that's like the advice I would give to college kids right now. Just like think wisely about the money you have. Some college kids hustle. They mm -hmm. might work like multiple jobs and have all sorts of ventures and ways of earning money while being in school. And I think that's really awesome because the increase in technology has made it so that a lot of college kids are like starting businesses while going to college. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So in talking about, you know, having an emergency fund and how important it is to kind of have financial stability, I wanted to talk a little bit about the risk associated with the stock market. Um, and so what are some ways that people can manage that personal risk while they're investing? Do you have some tips on, on how to do that? Definitely. Um, and a lot of these are things I learned in a course, but just in general, when you, so the type of trading I like to do is called swing trading, which is where you'll buy a stock and you might let it sit for anywhere from like a week, a couple of days, a couple of weeks. And then after that point, you'll sell it for ideally a profit. Um, okay. Day trading is very popular with Robinhood where you mm -hmm. buy and sell a stock in the same day. Mm -hmm. It's very possible to do that. It's also very risky just because the stock could move quite a bit in a day. And if you don't happen to buy on the low of that day, you could, you know, show a loss and you might need to hold it for a couple of days anyway to wait for it to recover. Okay. So before this call, I Googled, you know, should I be a swing trader? Should I be a day trader? Oh my God. It was so negative. Every <laughs> single article that came up is like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I just found it so interesting because I almost want to like redeem trading a little bit, especially on a short-term basis. Long-term is great. Like long-term is great. Mm -hmm. And I think you should trade long-term as well, but short-term has been really interesting skill for me to learn because there are ways to protect yourself and there are ways to manage the risk. In fact, all of the professional traders do it this way. So okay. people who 
you know, download Robinhood or download any, you know, E-Trade and they're just like, I like Tesla. I'm going to buy it right now. Tesla's at, it hit its all-time high of like $513 today per share. Like you look at the chart since Tesla's entire existence right now is the highest it has ever reached historically mm -hmm. in its life. And when you think about that, you should not be buying it right now mm -hmm. because guess what? It will fall. It won't fall forever, but it will. It's just, it's just the way the stock market works. It does not stay up forever. It doesn't always stay down forever. You know, it kind of does its up and down things, but I don't, it wouldn't be smart to buy right now. Mm -hmm. You have to wait for the price to go back down. And what's great about some of these apps is that you can schedule your trades. Like you can schedule it on a computer. So for example, let's say I want to buy one share of Apple. Apple's like 117, 116 right now. Um, but just to make my life easier, let's say it's $100 a share. So let's okay. say I want to buy Apple for $100. And um, to protect myself, I might say, I personally am willing to lose um, $20 on this trade. So that would be like your, your risk threshold. Okay. You know? So for every trade I make, I'm okay with losing $20. I'm not going to lose sleep at night if I lose $20. Now, what's interesting is you can do the math and do the calculations and say, okay, if I'm only willing to lose $20, then I need to make sure that if the Apple stock starts falling beyond a certain point, that it would equal a loss of $20, take me out of the trade. And what that, that's called a stop loss. Okay. So you can actually pre-schedule it, which is so cool. So like I have a nine to five, I can't sit there on my phone and obsess over the stock market all day. Mm -hmm. I wish I could, but I can't. I have to be a good employee and I have to not be on my phone all day. So you might buy that, that share and you're like, okay, maybe I can make a little bit of profit and you can set a stop loss so that if Apple falls from, let's say, um, so if it loses $20, it would have to be $80. So what you could do is you could set your stop loss to $80. So if Apple were to all of a sudden tank in that day and just hit $80, the computer will immediately activate your trade and take you out of the trade so that your loss is $20. And then for all we know, let's, this probably wouldn't happen, especially not to Apple. I could not see them falling $50 in a day. That would be insane, but you never know. Mm -hmm. um, if like Apple, you bought it at $100 and it falls to 50, and you didn't have that stop loss, your loss is now $50, which is more than you were comfortable with personally. So that's okay. kind of how it works. Um, that's a more simplified example, mm -hmm. um, but, that's, but that's the way like professional traders, like my instructor, she was saying on a call the other day that her loss, that threshold is $100,000. She, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm like, <laughs> my mind is blown. Mm -hmm. She has amassed so great of a portfolio that if she were to lose a hundred thousand dollars, it wouldn't, it would, she wouldn't lose sleep at night. Maybe she would, who knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, emotionally, I could never fathom being able to be comfortable with that number. But as you become a better trader and you have more money in your portfolio, the ratios of what you're comfortable with. So like, oh, like for me personally, I think I may be comfortable with like no more than a hundred dollars. If I lose a hundred dollars mm -hmm. on a trade on real money, like my live account, mm -hmm. I'm mad. 
like I like so mad at myself. <laughs> right. Um, in my simulator account, I trade with a higher um, balance. Like I trade with like a $30,000 balance just because there's day trading rules. If you trade okay. with less than $25,000 in your account, you're restricted to only do day trading. Um, I believe it's like three times in a five business day period. It's very strict. Okay. It's like rules set by the, um, it's like universal across the country, um, which is kind of frustrating because with the way the market's been going this past mm -hmm. year, sometimes I personally feel nervous holding a stock for more than a couple days just because like on a Monday and a Tuesday, your stock might be going up. And then on a Wednesday, you get some election results or... Mm -hmm you find out something bad about COVID cases and then all of a sudden like the market just turns around like that. Mm -hmm. So um, that can happen, but right now is a very, very unusual period in time historically. Like we're, we're experiencing a historical example of the stock market. Like this will probably be talked about in the future as like maybe who knows as much as like the crash in the roaring 20s like it's significant right right this is very significant what we're living in right now absolutely so you've mentioned a couple of times like you use both a live account and then a simulator account can you talk a little bit about um like how that has helped you to learn and be a little bit more comfortable with your live account being able to use the simulator um what you use as your simulator just a little bit about someone who might want to use that as a way to, to get their feet wet. So right now I use a broker called TradeStation. So it is a little bit more robust or um, a platform that's meant for maybe a little bit more advanced traders. Mm -hmm. um, but the instructor of my course, she kind of has like a partnership with them because that's her favorite brokerage. So when you become a student of her course, you get um, you get to use, you get to trade commission free up to a certain dollar amount up to the cost of the course, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, so for my, my brokerage trade station, you, um, you just need $500 to open the account. Okay. And then you can, then you have access to the, the simulator. And what's great about the simulator is it's, it's exactly the same as when you're trading live, like you're placing a trade, the timing the the stocks you have access to it's like you're essentially doing exactly what you would do with live money but you're doing it with you know a false account and it's nice because you get to use that while you study and while you learn like think of it like in college like you're in stock trading college right now and you're learning on this platform before you graduate and go to the real world that's kind of mm -hmm. like how i think of it um so not all platforms have simulators um you might have to research on that there is a, I'm trying to think, there's a website, there's a website called tradingview.com. I believe you can trade on a simulator there. There's also, um, there's also like a, another one there's called like Wall Street. It's like, it's like if you Google stock simulator, a bunch will come up. And what's nice is, um, I'm pretty confident that Robinhood does not have a simulator because they don't, they don't want you to go in there and use a simulator. They mm -hmm. want you to go on there and they want you to trade with your real money. So mm -hmm. I think that's what's hard too, is that like Robinhood is the number one app pick for college age kids who want to invest. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they even know a simulator exists. And mm -hmm. 
a lot of simulators exist and a lot of people trade that way. So like my instructor, like the one who can lose $100,000 in a trade and not be upset about <laughs> it, she said sometimes she still trades in a simulator alongside her live trading even okay. still to this day, which I found to be so fascinating because sometimes you go through phases where the market does crazy things. You kind of lose your confidence a little bit. Mm -hmm. And another way to mitigate risk is to not make trades. You don't have to, you don't have right. to trade every day. You don't have to trade for a while. Um, I'm actually off from work this week. So I'm like all excited to pay more attention to the stock market without having to worry about you know, being on my phone at my job. Yep. So um, before this call, because the stock market opened an hour before this podcast, I was actually looking to see like, oh, is there anything I want to trade? And there isn't. And mm -hmm. the reason why is because so many of the stocks right now are all time highs. Mm -hmm. And it's just not worth it. You know, they aren't in the right levels where you want to start buying them. So I think that's another amazing thing too, is learning the discipline to study the stock market, to watch it and to say to yourself and have the discipline to say, you know what? I don't feel like any of these trades today are going to benefit me. You know, mm -hmm. the risk outweighs the reward. And mm -hmm. it's important to make that assessment. And the course I take actually teaches you how to do like risk to reward ratios and how to calculate what that is. So if you take a course or if you look it up, um, any free course, like a lot of times risk management is always and should always be a big component of that course. Yeah, I think that's so important. And, and just like to be aware that one, it's always risky. There's never a guarantee with anything you're doing. Exactly. And just to be aware of your own personal threshold, what you're comfortable with and how to, how to properly manage that because it is so easy to get overconfident and then end up in a, in a, situation that you don't feel comfortable in. So I think that's really good advice. It's amazing because um, there's actually some books out there. There's actually quite a few books out there about trading that are not necessarily about trading itself, but about psychology. Mm -hmm. Because they're really saying that some of the greatest traders are people who are able to detach themselves emotionally from the stock market. And it's so important. It's so true. And like when I trade on my simulator account, I mean, I would be bummed if I like lose money because then I'm like, oh, I need to study more. You know, like that's mm -hmm. kind of what I tell myself. But it's amazing how when you lose money on your live account, you just it like emotionally you go to this like bad place. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. what what just happened there? And sometimes you need to like take a breath and like, you know, reset yourself. And they always say it's actually really bad to trade when you're in a really bad emotional place. Like a really extreme example would be like, let's say somebody in your family passes away. You should probably not trade in the stock market. You okay. should take a break. Like um, you go through a breakup, uh, maybe at first when you lose your job, like you need to like wait until like the craziness of that wears off because when you're in that heightened emotional state you're not going to make smart decisions you're just gonna do what's called trend trading where you're just like i'm just gonna buy this and this and this and then all of a sudden it turns around mm -hmm. um i actually have a funny story because um i belong to a private facebook group as a part of the course and it's really mm -hmm. great because like all the students we all interact some people form their own study groups we all like do screenshots of our wins and our losses 
on the platform and it's kind of like really great because a lot of people are transparent and you learn a lot of lessons and you learn from other people and then like they also they kind of like hype you up and you know like everybody supports each other and is like that's amazing like that was a two percent gain like you're awesome and um but then like when you post like your losses people are still like you know what like you learned this lesson and you'll do better next time so it's been like such a really positive environment so i was trading on my simulator but I um, posted a screenshot because I, they have something what's called like the thousand dollar a day club. And it's kind of like a goal where, you know, to try and see if you can um, make a trade that results in a thousand dollars of profit that you like make in that one day of selling stocks in that one day. Um, so it might be stocks that you held over a couple of days, but it's just everything you sold on that day, you have a realized profit of a thousand dollars or more. I've gotten so close to that number a couple of times. So I got, I got to $990 in profit one day. Mm -hmm. I had some shares in Amazon stock and I had some shares in Facebook stock. And mm -hmm. <laughs> so the Amazon stock, the Amazon moves up and down quite a bit. So I kind of exited the trade a little too soon because it started to turn around and I got nervous and, um, that was also me just not knowing the stock very well. And I was mm -hmm. like, I just got to capture my profit, right? So I had $990 and I was like, oh my God. So I seriously thought to myself, well, I can easily make $10 a profit in the stock market by like just buying something that I think will go up by $10. Mm -hmm. So then I started trend trading. So I started like buying Zoom and shorting <laughs> Zoom because Zoom was going down. But then when I tried to short Zoom, it was like going up and it was it was so bad because I seriously told myself I could make $10 like that in the stock market just by, you know, buying something random. Mm -hmm. And then what's hilarious is then it showed like a loss of $200. Now this is in my simulator account. Right. But I posted a screenshot to the group and I tried to say like, listen, like this $990 profit on the left, this is from me using the exact strategies in this course, being level-headed and calculated and doing my ratios of risk to reward. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this on the right is me being crazy and thinking I can seriously make $10 from the stock market just by picking random things. I'm like, trend trading does not work. And mm -hmm. I, that's why the simulator is great. I'm going to learn my lessons. I'm going to be yep. an idiot in the simulator <laughs> and then I'm going to like change my ways, you know? So, so that's, what's funny is like, I had like a perfect side by side comparison on one screenshot of like the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. <laughs> so I did not meet my thousand dollar in a day goal yet <laughs> on my simulator account, like, <laughs> but I will get there soon. I'm hoping to get yeah. there soon. That's so funny. Cause it, it's true. It's like anything like, you know, you get that, you have that feeling and you want like a, a quick satisfaction, like emotional shopping or like emotional eating. Like it's the same yes. thing, but there's so much more risk associated with, <laughs> with the behavior. And that is exactly why there is this big assumption that investing in trading the stock market is gambling. And I can mm -hmm. see why they say that. And I think it is gambling if you play it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. If you gamble with it, it is gambling. But if you do the research, if you study, if you learn the tricks and techniques that have been done by professional traders for years and years, like that's the thing, it takes work. And that's what I'm realizing, but I'm glad. I'm mm -hmm. glad that it's taking work. You know, I'm glad that just because I'm, 
you know, worked in finance and I'm an accountant, that I'm not an expert, you know, like I'm kind of glad that I've been knocked down a couple of pegs because part of me, like when I first started the course was like, oh, I understand this. I, I, this makes sense. This makes sense. I got this. And then I lost some money in my real account. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually, yeah, in my real account, my live account. So Peloton, Peloton is a company that has been blowing up this year because Mm -hmm. of the pandemic. I mean, Peloton's a really popular stock, um, but they only went public, I think in 2019. So they haven't, so I think they they did their IPO in 2019. So they haven't been a public company for a while. So like their stock price was like pretty low, um, which is normal and a normal growth for a company to hope to achieve year over year should be like five to 10% realistically. Like that's like amazing if a company can get five to 10%, maybe more if it's a bigger company like Amazon. But Mm -hmm. realistically, some of these companies like Peloton and Zoom, they're making like triple digit percentages, like 100% or more profit year over year because of the pandemic. So like that to me is really inflated and it's Mm -hmm. not a real indication of where their stock price should be. It's just because of the pandemic, people feel more comfortable purchasing stock in these companies that are actually able to achieve their financial goals because Peloton's got a huge subscriber count right now. So even though not all of us have, you know, $3,000 bikes that Mm -hmm. we can afford to purchase, which is what I assumed is mostly only what Peloton does, but they actually have a subscription service where you can um, pay to get like workouts that are synced up to music and personal trainers talking in your ear. So even if you don't have any of the treadmills or bikes or equipment, you can use that service. So it turns out they did a 90 day free trial during the pandemic. Those like mm-hmm. during the shutdown, those they're big things. You could sign up for free for 90 days. And I guess they've had a really high retention rate of people still continuing to pay for the service mm-hmm. because people aren't comfortable going back to gyms. But what's funny is um, Peloton, every time they come out with their earnings every quarter, they've been like knocking it out of the park. So I got all risky one time and this was in uh, it's September. I think it was September. Um, so I bought a couple of shares of Peloton stock and I'm watching it live, right? So I'm watching it go up. It like when I had like a hundred dollar profit, like right away. And then I was sitting there and I was like, oh, it'll go up more. It'll go up more. And then it didn't. It turned around and it went down and then it went back down and it went back down. I'm watching my profits dwindle. And I'm seriously telling myself as I'm watching this live happening, oh, that'll go back up. That'll go back up. It didn't. It did later, but like it didn't. And then I had a loss. And so I went from like a hundred dollar profit to like a $90 loss. Mm -hmm. And then I finally just exited the trade. was like, I'm not being smart right now. I'm just going to take my $90 loss. I'm mad at myself, but it's not the end of the world. Like $90 wasn't going to kill me. Mm -hmm. And I learned my lesson. So my instincts were right. Like I bought the stock. It went up. It was a little risky. But then once I saw the $100 profit, I should have just been like, okay, good. I'm done. Exited Mm -hmm. the trade. So like I got greedy. And that's one of the things, one of the most popular mistakes traders make is getting greedy is you know because you just convince yourself like oh it can be more than that it could be more than that and 
maybe it will, but you might have to wait a long time. Mm-hmm. You might have to hold that. You might have to hold that stock for a month and then your money is tied up. Your money is stuck in that stock and you can't do anything else and you can't buy any other opportunities that come up that are better because you decided to just like get in there and then if it's at a loss, you'd have to sit there and wait or you'd have to cut your losses. So that was actually in my live account. I lost $90 in my live account, which <laughs> it's really not that much money, but it was, a, you know, but it was a good lesson to learn. And I, after mm-hmm. that, I kind of like cut myself off. I was like, okay, no more live account. No more live account until after the election is what I told myself. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. once the election was over. <laughs> so then after the election, I actually did make $80 in my live account. I was so happy of myself because I did it the (laughs) right way I like Mm -hmm. methodically waited for I bought like Facebook and PayPal I waited for the price to drop to a certain point then I bought like a couple shares of each and then they all turned a profit and then I set up what's actually called a trailing stop which is really cool so it's it's a stop loss but it what it does is it the stop loss moves as your stock goes up. And then if your stock all of a sudden turns around and starts dipping, it'll exit you from the trade. So what's cool is like, if you already have a profit, you can set up a trailing stock so that way you can keep growing it. If it's, if the stocks can go up and you're going to keep profiting, but then if it all of a sudden wants to turn around, you won't lose, like you won't be at a loss. You just won't have as high of a gain as you thought. So it's like, so I'm actually really into the trailing stops now. I've, found them to be really useful um some of it is just practicing it in the simulator because like the settings to set it up in the app are sometimes a little finicky so Mm -hmm. um it's good to that's the other good reason for the simulator you can practice these stops and making sure that you're clicking the right buttons and scheduling it correctly because like user error unfortunately is another reason why people might lose money is because you don't understand how to use the platform that you're training on whether it be TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, Robinhood like sometimes like that's like if you don't know how to use the app um, you might kind of like fumble with it and then you know maybe you're at a little bit of a loss but if you're able to figure out how to get out of the trade successfully. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Um, so I think we answered most of the questions in one way or another. Um, do you have any last tip for someone who's hasn't done any trading and is looking to get into it? Your number one um, tip. Well, I think first of all, no matter who you are, you should you should be investing long term. Like just mm-hmm. just off the bat, you need to be investing long term. Whether you're doing it through four hundred one k your own work whether you're opening an IRA on your own, um, you really need to be investing long-term. It's so important, you need to protect yourself. And it's not even just about retirement. It's just about, you know, what if the dollar loses value? What if there's a pandemic? Mm-hmm. Like we're just really learning how important it is to set yourself up in a position where you will be okay if something happens. So just, mm-hmm. just number one, everybody should have a long-term investing account separate from short-term trading. Now Mm -hmm. for short-term trading, number one, do your research, educate yourself, please take a course. Um, My instructor, she actually took, she took courses. Like that's how she really learned to trade is she took, she took very advanced expensive classes. Like I think she took like 20 classes that cost like 25 grand. Like that's like her class does not cost that. 
Like her mm -hmm. classes, it's like $2,500 and then $5,000 for an advanced course. And you get, you get unlimited access to all of her content, all of her videos. You get unlimited access to the Facebook group. She does Zoom calls monthly. She does like actually weekly Zoom calls, but she like restarts them monthly so that you can take the course at your own pace. So whether you do a paid course or free course, I just think it's really important to educate yourself. Like I'm actually finding out that a lot of traders that I follow on Instagram or that I think are like, it's kind of like Fitspo on Instagram, but it's like trading inspiration. <laughs> like, like you get really into like following certain traders that are really successful and come to find out a lot of them had a coach or had a course that they took. And they learn to trade that way and they just put in the time and effort and they studied, especially if it's something you want to take seriously. Like some people who do short-term trading become so successful at it, they can quit their jobs. I mean, mm -hmm. I know it sounds a little nuts, but that's something I would totally love to do. Mm -hmm. um, but at the, in the meantime, like I want to give myself <laughs> a couple years to build up on the skills and do what I can um, because I just think that why not you know why not learn these skills there are people who have done it successfully but you just you have to be smart and you have to take it seriously and you know a lot of these traders some of them use robin hood there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with any of these trading platforms just you have to be accountable for yourself and you have to make sure that you do things right i just but it could be so rewarding it could be so great and you know you learn so much about the world and the economy and politics like I feel so informed about like world news when normally I could have cared less mm -hmm. and I'm learning it through how the markets react. Like I felt like that has been more useful than me just like watching the news. Like now, like you really go to understand what's going on in the world around you by, mm -hmm. you know, learning the skill and some people might not be into it. Like the stock market, that might bore some people to tears. And if so, then it's not for you. Then you stick to long-term trading and your 401k and, you know, make sure you have your emergency fund and that's cool. Like work on the financial independence and stability that way. But mm -hmm. for the people who are interested, which there are a lot of people that are very interested and I've seen a lot of people be successful and mm -hmm. um, I've had some good wins. I've had some, you know, cause you have to build, like you have to build slowly, like start with small profits, don't get greedy. And it's amazing how you're like, oh, I made $80. And then if you make a hundred dollars next time and then mm -hmm. 120, like if you just think about how it builds, it compounds, you know, mm -hmm. and you could find some, you know, some good success that way. And it might just be something you do on the side or it might be something that you eventually do full time. And then you could take those profits, you could reinvest them in other income streams, you know, like really I just, my goal is to find multiple streams of income. Like not just like, oh, I have a nine to five. That's the mm -hmm. only way I make money. Like I want to make money so many other ways. Like I just, you know, I just feel so inspired this year. I just, you know pandemic has really shifted things for me. I just want to set myself up to be, you know, financially independent. And I just, if I could go back and talk to college age Shannon about all this, like I just would have so much advice. And I think it's just learning to invest, learning to grow your money, learning to protect your money. I think those are very important skills that anybody in college, whether they're a finance major or not, should learn. Absolutely. So we'll have to do a five-year follow-up with you and, and see uh, what you've accomplished in oh five God, years. You're right. <laughs>
yes, give me five years. <laughs> you say like one or two years, I'm like, oh, that's too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll do a five-year follow-up. Well, thank you so much. I hope that this was helpful for people. It was definitely, I learned a ton. So um, I'm excited to share this with people and, and hopefully they can learn from some of the things you've done and, and start investing smartly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if anyone's curious, you know, they could follow me on Instagram. I mostly just post pictures of like me holding a wine glass or my dog. <laughs> cute. But if anybody wants to DM me on Instagram, my handle is at S H A N I four one one four one three. So at Shani four one one four one three. Um, if you're just like, oh, I'm really interested in investing. What are some good resources? What are some good investors to follow on Instagram? I totally have a list of all sorts of investors I follow on Instagram. It's amazing how much free content you get from them going live and posting things on Instagram. Like, it's very true. Like, you get some good, you know, good tidbits, some good nuggets and sauce from some of these uh, folks that want to post about their um, live tips on the how to trade in the stock market. So if anyone wants to reach me, you can find me there. Awesome. And I'll put that in the episode description as well. So thank you so much. Thank you, Katie. It was so great talking to you today. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about the stock market. If you would like to send us a question, you can DM us on Instagram at leopard underscore sense, or you can send me an email at my email address, Rourke, R-O-A-R-K, my first initial K at W-I-T dot E-D-U, Rourke K at W-I-T dot E-D-U. Look forward to talking to you next week.